Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. So in yesterday's episode, I described myself as being a NFT and data nerd. And building upon all those things that I said in that DGen episode, today's episode really just puts all of that together. And we're going to discuss the speculative trap. One of Web3's many mantras is do your own research. However, most people don't do that. They just listen to whatever the influencers are saying and then just jump into things. So today we're going to discuss how the market can be manipulated to encourage FOMO investing, which is the fear of missing out. And when that happens, research and logic goes completely out the door. So what I'm about to share today is not to scare you or shed some dark light onto the space or anything of that nature. Unfortunately, it is just the reality of the situation in any kind of market or any kind of business where there is a financial motive, there's going to be some actors that try to manipulate the system. So hopefully by sharing this, it will save you from that speculative trap and allow you to appreciate the technology and everything that is actually going on and see how this space can actually improve lives and have real world utility and value. Now, the most obvious way to spot a speculative trap is just by going into Twitter spaces and listening to the hype machine go. Twitter influencers telling you to buy this thing because it is such a great deal and look how much is selling and look at the data. That is easy to spot from a mile away. However, there is a much more subtle way that traps you via the silent whales. Have you ever heard of wash trading? It is a process in which by a trader buys and sells a security with the specific purpose of feeding or misleading information into the market. And as I said yesterday, as far as market efficiencies and all the known information about a particular market, shifting the sentiment and adjusting the price, a wash trader takes this into consideration. And the information that is being fed to the market is that this is a hype asset with a lot of people trying to buy it. I'm going to get into the specifics as to how that actually applies to NFTs in a second. But I just want to let you know, this is nothing new. This is actually something that was banned by a U.S. federal government in 1936 via the Commodities Exchange Act because prior to this in the 1930s, what was happening was a lot of traders were pushing up the value of stocks, basically creating the old school hype machine to push up the value or the price of a stock and then they would short it, meaning that they would basically bet against it falling. And of course, if you're the person that pushed up the value, it's very easy for you to bet against it from falling because all you have to do is stop the hype that was pushing it up to begin with. Well, the NFT version is constantly selling to create that volume trade to make a project or a particular asset look like it is a hot commodity. And of course, when there is a lot of hype around something, a lot more people are interested in it and it pushes up the price. So how exactly is this done? Whales basically sell to themselves to make it look like something has a lot of activity. If you also read the newsletter, which was released this morning, you'll see that OpenSea has less than 2 million active accounts. Now, of that, it's hard to tell how many people that is because one person could have multiple accounts. So in essence, what could actually happen, or I shouldn't say could happen, this is what does happen. And a lot of times, a whale might have multiple wallets and all those transactions and sales in a very hype project that's seeing a lot of activity within the last hour or so are transactions between one person's many wallets. And this sounds absolutely crazy, but think of it this way. If someone is trying to just hop into something, not doing their own research, and they're looking at it, what they're probably going to do is just look at what has a lot of buzz around it, what Twitter people are speaking about, and what's flying up the charts as far as sales volume. So a whale knows that if they sell an asset to themselves, essentially all they're playing is that creator fee and that market fee. But if they can push it up, let's say 
100% in value, paying 10 or however many percentage in those fees is not really anything. Because once they push up the value by selling to themselves, then they unload it to someone who actually is paying for it that is not in the circle pushing up the value. So why am I even highlighting this or sharing this? It's to show you that really people a lot of the times degen into things and follow the crowd without really looking at the fundamentals of a particular business or an asset. There are great projects in this whole Web3 NFT space that are startup companies. They have great founders. They have a great roadmap. They're executing. They're building things. They have a community that's strong behind them. But then on the other side, there are projects that literally have nothing other than those JPEGs that everyone likes to joke about and hype. And a lot of the times the hype is done silently via these whales because once those charts start to light up saying, wow, this thing is really selling, the price has doubled within the last 24 hours, some people are just going to look at it and say, well, I'm gonna cash this train up and I'm going to exit before it crashes. And they just wanna hold it for an hour or a day. Let's say something originally minted for 0.1 ETH, within 24 hours, it is up to... 0.3 ETH, some people will buy into that just saying, okay, well, there's so much activity is pumping right now. So I'm okay with just getting a 10%. So I'm going to buy this asset and list it automatically, not knowing that that pump from 0.1 to 0.3 was really done by a lot of whales that were selling to themselves. And I won't even say necessarily a lot of whales. It could be one whale with dozens of wallets that are just constantly trading around in a circle. So again, that's why it is very important to do your own research. And this was most evident on Ethereum because that's where the money was being made before, excluding like the Moonbirds and the other side drops with Basie dropped their hot land. There really hasn't been a massively hyped project like we were seeing a few months ago. Of course, every now and then something does pop up, such as the not okay bears. And if you're not familiar with that whole situation, there is a project on Solana called Okay Bears. It raced up the charts as far as volume and the floor price, and it was very hyped. However, someone had the quote unquote bright idea of copying that art, just flipping it so that the bears were facing in the other direction and creating an Ethereum version and calling it not okay bears. Now, there was nothing else behind this project other than the fact that it was a joke But within 24 hours, it was number one on OpenSea's charts. It was by far the most actively traded NFT. And it sat there for two days before OpenSea's delisted it because obviously it was just stolen art that was flipped. There was nothing behind it. There was no project. But that did not stop a lot of people from trading it and flipping it. So just imagine if you were the person who bought at the top right before OpenSea's delisted it, you would be stuck with it. You could not sell it to anyone. And as they say, you would have been The sucker stuck with the bag. Now, if you were one of those people that actually bought into the not okay bears, I apologize for calling you a sucker. However, you were taken advantage of by the hype. But going back to the newsletter today, also, I put a snippet in of an article that was saying that Solana was seeing a lot more activity than Ethereum right now, although the transactions per NFT are a lot less expensive. Well, here's my theory on that. A lot of those people that were doing these things as far as washing and pushing up the value on Ethereum realized that with the market being down in general, people are losing sentiment. It was a lot harder to do this. However, on Solana, it is a lot easier to do. Reason being, the price to get in is much less, but also the gas fees are a fraction of what they are on Ethereum. So this actually has its positives and its negatives. The positive side is that you don't need a lot of money to get in. For example, at this point of recording this, it is almost $2,000 for one Ether. On the other hand, it is less than $50 for one Sol. And gas over on Ethereum could range anywhere between 
$3 and $60 at this point. On the other hand, it is a fraction of a cent over on Solana. So this opens the door for a lot of bots. And here's the negative side. The same whales that I was speaking about that could create a silent hype by trading back and forth with themselves, it is even easier on Solano. So the negative to a lower barrier of entry is that there's a lot more opportunity to make a profit from small margins. This also happens in other commodities as well. So this is not just something that is, oh, woe is the NFT space. This space is absolutely horrible. This is something that actually happens across the board, especially in the 90s, since the rise of internet trading and all of that stuff. You can definitely see it happens in stocks. It happens in Forex. And there's even a term for this. They call it high frequency trading. And I'm not going to go into all of that, but it's basically the same idea is that there's computers that are set up to automate these trades and it could be thousands of transactions per second. And the fundamentals behind a business or a particular asset really hasn't changed that much from one second to the next. However, all of these trades, all of the hype and the volume, it does create volatility in the market. And what ends up happening? There are some people that are not doing their research and they're just jumping in out of FOMO, fear of missing out. They don't want the train to take off without them or (laughs) the train. They don't want the rocket ship to take off without them. And they just hop in. They blindly throw their money in because they don't want to get left behind. And unfortunately, this causes a lot of the quote unquote little guy to lose their shirts. So although this might seem like, oh, this is a horrible thing, I can't believe this is happening in Web3 and NFT space, it's not limited to this area. The moral of the story, the point of this entire episode is to say, do your own research. Just because something has a lot of activity, a lot of hype around it, a lot of trading volume, and people are tweeting about making money, screenshotting what they're currently selling it for and all of that, it doesn't necessarily mean it is a sound investment or a good purchase. It could all be wash trading, especially on OpenSea. If there's only 2 million accounts, assuming that there are 1 million people on there, how many projects are actually needed to saturate that market? And that just opens up the door for some shenanigans to happen. But with that said, I hope you found it interesting. I go into more details about some of this stuff in the newsletter. So if you're interested in more information like this that I might not do a full episode about, get the free newsletter at niftybusinessweek.com. And if you have a wax wallet, just by simply replying to one of those emails, I'll send you free NFTs that are exclusive to the newsletter readers. With that said, I want to thank you for taking the time for listening to this episode as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.